0: Welcome back to another episode of The Human Condition. This is your host, Dia. And today we're sat here with a very special guest. Shadi, thanks a lot for coming in. Dia, thanks for having me. Awesome. No worries, brother. Uh, look, your story is amazing. I've heard a lot, uh, a few things from from common friends that we have. And I've seen a few of your videos as well. You know, you talk a lot about resilience and you talk a lot about the strength that we can harvest from the experiences that we have in life. But let's take it back a little bit and tell us a little bit about your story. What happened?
1: Look, uh It's funny that I'm sitting here talking about resilience, where previously I didn't know what resilience was. Not until I had the opportunity, I would call it, to die and then realise the importance of life and what resilience is being all about. So basically, I think my trigger in life was uh, the journey of undergoing a flatline experience where my heart had to be stopped to be repaired and reliving that experience two years later for another open heart surgery. And then I could have easily taken the road down like many people will tend to choose, oh, you know, it's excuse, I've had a heart surgery, I need uh, to sit down and Play not, the n- not do, yeah, the victimization. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and no, I could have used the accumulative trauma and then taken a different darker journey down a depressed life, anxiety and so forth. But then what I realized is that I had more reason to live, you know. It was more uh, exciting to discover more. It was more exciting to challenge myself and learn my limits, where my optimal limits are, Mm. physical or mental. So the way I started confirming to myself that I'm discovering resilience is the preparation going into the second heart surgery. Wow. And then I realized, hold on, if I could do this, this is, Going from trauma with a capital T to yeah. a bigger trauma, but I'm taking it like a party, yeah. uh, honestly. Yeah. Uh,
0: did, did you have a feeling? I mean, we started off a bit too quick, right, right yeah, in the deep yeah, end, which yeah. I like. Yeah. But the one thing that we want to try and do is, uh, t- we'll turn on the incense, is, sure. is a very uh, sort of common thing that we started doing, and it's going to keep our time. Um, and if it bothers you at all, let me know. and then we can Sure, kind of yeah. It out, huh? All right. Cool um dude you've been through two open heart surgeries and you know like you said i think in itself that is a monumental amount of uh experience that anybody you know w- w- would go through how did it feel like going on the second time because it sounded like you you kind of had the confidence that everything's gonna be fine going into it with a party mindset or this confidence mindset
1: you know the first surgery coming out of that i experienced a lot of unbelievable things that i don't. Re- think any human should and it's the uh, pain coming out from the first uh, surgery when you're basically revived uh, from a medical aspect getting your heart going again in the icu you're, you're basically living in this world of uh, demons Weird. it's uh, the drugs that are being pumped into you you're conscious and subconscious and unconscious uh, you're continuously overheating because your body's being cooled during surgery you're, you're literally burn, burning. You, you're, you feel like you're on a bit of coal, and all and even when you're trying to talk initially coming out, you've got this tube down your throat, and you don't realize that there's nothing you can control. This yeah. is when you start becoming real. Humble. It's out of my control. Yeah, yeah. I, I want to try to communicate and say, "Take that intubation tube out of me out of my you know, throat. You just can't. You're yeah. totally yeah. helpless. You're lying there and waiting for them initiate so that's when you realize there are things outside your control and you got to accept it and move on in knowing that i needed to go through that uh challenge again i basically was prepared mentally uh i learned the steps of acceptance mm. and that was the biggest thing and i i recommend this is applied with everyone's life yourself mm. we can go through it a couple of tricks later on and you can cool. see how it can be applied so acceptance is one of the most important indicator of where you are in your life nice that will determine everything that you are going to do tomorrow you are doing now and it's going to lead you in your journey in your future yes you might not get to it immediately but you will get to it once Mm. you accept identify where you are and then you have to let go and then you have to start working into your uh, mindfulness your mindset your rewiring of the brain and how to accept things and not uh, let uh, fear take over, let the adversity dictate who you are. Mm. If you are going Mm. to be defined, I mean, yes, I'm using my heart surgery to get me sit here and talk to you and let others know how they can overcome it, but it's not defining me in a negative way where I can hide away from society.
0: You've used that as an opportunity, right? you use that as a purpose, exactly. Definitely
1: as a purpose. And not only that, uh, I'm talking from a place of experience uh, I'm talking uh, from a place of guaranteed experience where if you take those steps, and I, it's not seven steps to resilience yeah. <laughs> and 25 <laughs> steps to resilience. No, it's just yeah. simple defining your life and you'll find where resilience yeah. is. And once you achieve that, it's so, I mean, it's, it puts a smile on my face to sit here and chat to you because it's such a simple process, Yeah. yeah. but none of us want to hear the truth.
0: I have, a, I have a question for, when it comes to resilience, and I've, I've been through a few things in my life that might be able to relate not as nowhere near the magnitude that you've gone through. But uh, the one thing that I notice is, if you don't have an option, going into surgery, it's not like you've got an option. You, know you have I mean? an like, option. To not do it?
1: Or? You have an option, okay. yeah. yeah. I mean, when the doctor did the uh, test and he said, listen, your heart could rupture any day. Yeah. Uh, I said, oh, okay, so if I stop fitness, well, no, no, you could be sitting down reading yeah. a book and it might just uh, rupture True. your cordis, yeah, your valves are regurgitating and it, it could happen. So I have two choices. One, go down the emergency route mm-hmm. and take action immediately, accept the fact that my heart's screwed mm-hmm. up and I need to get something and done just, about it. Yeah. Or just sit back and let's see how it deteriorates. Let's give it sure. another year, yeah, maybe sure, two years. Sure. Maybe I'm going to get... a. Uh, more complications, maybe my kidneys going to stop and maybe I'm going to have a respiratory problem. So, so the, cho- the, the choice is always in your hand, true. even though you have no choice. Uh, even when I was lying down, as I said to you, and I had no control, I had a choice. I had a choice to accept nice. or continue to battle the psychological trauma I'm going through, being with no control and suffer. Yeah. So, I learned and I prepared myself for the second one to say, and I actually told the doctors, guys, any movement, my thumb, my fingers, it means I want that tube out. Okay. So, <laughs> it's pre preparation. You always have a choice. Nice. The choice is yours. Nice.
0: But, but that mindset as well, like there's a, there's a big narrative that goes into your mind, right? And owning that mindset yeah. is, is a big portion of it. How did you go through that journey of, of controlling the narrative
1: in your mind? Yeah. First thing I want to really highlight a lot of jargons get thrown around. Mm. We're living in a mainstream world of a narrative uh, today it's all about uh, mindset tomorrow it's about rewiring the next day it's about resilience biohacking, the yeah. next day biohacking <laughs> and, and the list goes on now i'm not pro or against anything let it be a vaccine let it be left or right it's nothing mm-hmm. i believe in choice and you just asked me about the choice yeah. i believe in choice so i'm open for everybody what i'm not for is people throwing around bullshit. Yeah. Bullshit to fulfill the mainstream narrative. And you see, we have a majority in life and it's usually driven by media. Okay. And the media, if you don't follow, you are being secluded, you're being ostracized, you're being put aside, you're being neglected or you're looked at as a rebel. Now, we've got to define, re- no, I'm not a rebel but my views don't align with your perspective Mm. simple as that Mm. so just suck it live with it (laughs) and i'll do my own thing but i respect your views so it's very important that when we use the word mindset people have to understand that mindset uh, can be achieved through mindful meditation it could be achieved through its mindset doesn't have to come in uh, the spectrum of you know, crossing your legs and spiritually sitting there, <laughs> and meditating, and music and levitating in the morning, and <laughs> levitating. No, okay. Mindset is about you being conscious about your action. Mm. You being conscious about when you're getting pissed off. You being conscious when someone uh, uh, comes across the road while you're driving, and you're gonna get pissed off, and you gotta control yourself before this anger comes out of you. Yeah. Yeah, this yeah. is when you start becoming. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 aware of your. Your, your physical, your mental, your verbal self. Now, if you can start controlling mm. your physical uh, action, you can start also Control controlling your way. psychological aspect. And same way you exercise your body, you can exercise your brain. And I promise I'm till today learning how to do this, but it's a fact. There's so many times I wanted to say the wrong thing. Yeah. And I used to say it yeah. all the time before my heart surgery, outspoken, straight shooter. Yeah. Now I've learned to just, straight away my mind tells me hey Wait take a step second. back put yeah. the brakes on <laughs> and that is mindfulness in action nice so nice. Uh, also when we come to resilience uh, if you uh, if you allow me basically to go in resilience. sure yeah of course resilient recently i was watching the current climate change and all i've been hearing every ceo and every uh, you name it whoever yeah. they are throwing the word resilience we're gonna have a resilient economy resilience resilience And i'm thinking wow Okay, this resilience we're talking about today is a human resilience. Mm-hmm. This is the resilience that can be measured, a resilience that is tangible, a resilience that science-driven. So when you say an economy is resilient, that's got nothing to do with, the, the, with the resilience we are yeah, talking about, yeah. yeah? So I wanna make it very clear, resilience is an innate characteristics in you and I and everyone else that is listening. Uh, we are all born with a predisposed level of resilience. So I want you to imagine a scale on a fulcrum Mm -hmm. uh, that is the center of gravity basically and we're born on it and the fulcrum is usually depending on your genetics and so forth is decided where it's shifted to the positive or the negative side now your environment a recent study by Dr. Jack Shonkoff in Harvard he's an MD and he basically says that resilience is a very complex interactive uh, between a characteristic and the environment so Mm -hmm. a lot of who you are today and who I am today, whether we like it or not, and usually uh, cultures, some cultures go against that. It's your upbringing. It's your parents. It's your conditioned state of mind when you were younger your parents, uh, how they loved you, how they uh, argued with you, how they disciplined you, and the list goes on. Mm. But it's not only parents, it's your teachers, it's your school, it's your culture, it's your life, it's beliefs, it's religion, it's multiple magnitude yeah, yeah. of things that dictate what kind of pendulum you hold. Now, if you live in an abusive family relationship, you're gonna add more weight towards the negative aspect mm. of resilience. And the fulcrum's gonna shift more under the positive side and you're carrying more weight on the negative. So these things reflect the way your brain fires. So when you hear someone screaming, that automatically could trigger a relationship in your childhood when someone screamed at you. So it's the way, but for a long time it was told that, once you reach adolescent, your brain no longer fires like it does, which is true. But now they've discovered that you can rewire your brain. Yeah. And you hear me yeah. using the word rewire. But it takes longer time. It takes harder work. And it takes a more kind of support mechanism. Now, resilience is adversities. Yeah. And we spoke about it this yeah. off uh, air. Yes, you have to experience trauma. You've got to go through it, right? So you, I think...
0: That's, uh, I think that's it. Like you've gone through You've gone through that experience. I mean, how, how, how much do you attribute your resilience to the trauma that you've,
1: you've had, maybe, or that experience that you've had? I'm sure I've had much more uh, adversity when I was younger. Okay. I'm only discovering now and going back in my mind saying, hmm, why do I act like this? It's um, decoding it. It's, it's funny. It, exactly. Yeah, yeah. But it takes acceptance. Yeah. You cannot sit there and put on an ego face and act tough and act strong just because you think you are strong. Mm. No, it's what led you to become where you are today, resilient. Mm. And people have to also define clearly the difference between being strong and being resilient. They're two different things. Uh, Resilient is a a mental uh, kind of things where you apply into your physical challenges and your physical activities and so forth. But coming back to it, it's very important for you and I to understand resilience moving forward and the reason for this podcast and the book mm-hmm. I'm releasing about uninterrupted yeah. resilience, it's you are going to get interrupted throughout your life every day. It's whether true. it's, yeah. uh, I mean, some people are born into adversity, whether through medical, uh, physical handicap, uh, sickness, through a magnitude of yeah. things. Yeah. Adversity doesn't come in one format. Adversity is not, just uh, having a bad day. Mm. Adversity is not just breaking uh, uh, a relationship or uh, having a fight with your business partner or anything like that. These are all little adversities. But the format it comes in and the the way it comes in, no one, no one can get Mm -hmm. away from it. Whether you're rich, poor, powerful, not powerful, who, student, It's coming your way, 100%. 100%. Life will yeah, kick yeah, your yeah. 100%. ass. I mean, curveballs are coming your way. And yeah. at the end of the day, you are going to die. Yeah. And if you're going to start your day thinking that you are in, you know, powerful for the rest of your life, you're going to survive, yeah. you miss the point. Yeah. Of tomorrow life. is not
0: guaranteed, right? Tomorrow is never
1: guaranteed. Tomorrow is and never guaranteed. Yeah, yeah. When I went into surgery, it yeah. wasn't guaranteed. 100%. Especially when you get your heart stopped. Yeah. But I look at it as an opportunity. I never will look at it as, ah, oh, you know, what if, what if, not at all. Yeah. I'm going, you know what, how lucky am I to actually discover that there's something wrong and it's getting sorted. Yeah, it's so true. that's where I push yeah. basically heart checks. Uh, when was the last time you had your heart checked? Uh,
0: I've done. I do. I do regular ones. Uh, okay. So I do one every every year, just a full Amazing. checkup. Amazing! So Amazing! Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's and, and good and to hear. Else. Amazing! Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: you know that's that's music to my ears. There's <laughs> but so it's many raising th- awareness, right? It's ah. it's telling people that they need to go and, and well get prevention a as well. I mean, if you come on board early, I mean, a lot of people say, you yeah, know, six pack and I'm powerful and I can, you know, lift this weight and I can deadlift that. Yeah. No, no, yeah. Show me your blood work. Exactly, 100 percent me. What's going your on inside, work. right? Show me your <laughs> cholesterol. Show me your uh, uh, sugar level, show yeah. me your kidney yeah. function, your liver function, you know, is it a fatty liver?
0: But it's never an indicator, like you could, you know, you could run an ultra. But at the Correct. same time, internally, there's mil. There, there could be a million things happening that you don't know about. A hundred percent. You uh, know, I hear a lot of stories about people pissing blood in the middle of an ultra and going, sure. "Okay, what's going on here?" I mean, dehydration. <laughs>
1: so. uh, uh, there's a very famous as, as well ultra runner who you know yeah. collapsed and you know they discovered they had cancer and so forth and very well renowned. Yeah. The, yeah. The, the point is, it's not if you're a ultra runner, your life is fantastic. It's not if you are famous, your life Mm. is fantastic. The point, really, I want to drill here today. No one is Mm. immune to adversity. So, accept it, get into it and decipher it and Mm. find out what is going wrong. Start getting into the mindset process where you are going to resolve it Mm. and let go. Remember, acceptance is a good thing. Tick, let's tick that box. We are not going to move any more forward. No there's not going to be any progression yeah. if you don't let go. If you identify that, this job you work in suck, and time okay, to move on. <laughs> I, accept, <laughs> yeah. I accept, yeah I accept, but you know I don't want to go to the other job because ah, the other job yeah. No, let yeah, go. is yeah. yeah, exactly. let go. Can we delete? Yeah. No, we can't delete it. It's a learning lesson, <laughs> but once we identify it, in the new job that we're looking into we can look for things that are not going to cause you that toxic Feeling that traumatic feeling when you wake up in the morning, say no, I don't want to be yeah, there. exactly.
0: And identifying it, I think. Look, you've you've dropped a lot of great bombs there, and I'm just great to hear you. You know, go on a, on a riff about this. But uh, I want to track back a little bit about your book. Tell us a little bit more about that. And it sounded like you've got almost a formula of dealing with adversity. And I think for a lot of us, you know, we, we can look at adversity, and it's something that either a we play the victim mindset yeah. in, or it's like why why it's me. You know, why, why is this happening to me and not anyone else? Yeah. So, maybe walk us through, and it sounded like you've got a formula in mind. Yeah. So, walk us through that formula. How do you deal with adversity from a very
1: scientific uh, place yeah. as well? Well, again, as we discussed before, uh, the, the way the book came about is uh, I don't have 50 million followers or I don't even have 10,000 followers. Why? Because I chose that. Mm. I had a media company come on board initially and they wanted to get me uh, followers and uh they were all fake followers, they bought them. Okay. It's actually taken me over a year starting to delete them. Okay. I'm, 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 I've <laughs> chopped good. down about 6,000. <laughs> so I'd rather have two people yeah. who I changed their life 100%. over having a 20,000 number to yeah, mean pump anything, my right? ego. 100%. And I guarantee yeah. not many people will sit here in front of you and tell you, I had fake followers, yeah, and I yeah, think it's a yeah. total bullshit. Yeah.
0: And it's, as a metric, it's not even something that we should we should consider, right? It's but not that's society. Uh, that's yeah. the narrative. True, true. That is
1: the narrative today. Yeah, true. The narrative is also imposed upon you uh, in the way the algorithm works. Mm. You can't share a link if you don't have 10,000. Yeah, true. So, so you could see what I yeah, mean. Yeah. So the way it came about is I work a lot with people and parents who have children with CHD. I work a lot with people who are about to go and undergo a heart surgery or just discovered in your heart surgery so uh, i'll share with you as well and i think i've got a few there with screenshots of maybe hundreds of parents who i've worked with them over two or three years in preparation on what uh, they need to do and we didn't we don't use the word resilience when we talk to each other as as heart warriors we call it heart warriors because being a heart warrior definitely changes your mind Uh, you go through a lot of things called pump head which is maybe about six. I've heard you talk
0: about this as well. Yeah. Tell us a little
1: bit more about that. So pump head is when your heart stops and your blood goes through a machine, yeah. uh, through a perfusionist is usually looking after this. A lot of the red blood cells are actually crushed on the way when they come back in as they circulate, circulate. come into your brain yeah. and your kidneys forth. but your heart is an isolated organ at that time as it's being worked on. So you will, as you come out from surgery, you, memory zero. Yeah, Did I just speak to Dia? Okay. Oh, yeah, I did, <laughs> there. did I read that book yet? No, you, so
0: there's you, gaps in your memory? as you're Continuous, okay. it's continuous. And, and do you still experience start. that? Or? No, okay. no,
1: yeah. Well, first one I experienced six months, but then the second one, it took me longer, but it was coming in big gaps and disappearing, oh, wow. coming in big gaps and disappearing. Wow. So if I read a book, I would just jog down, yeah, you know, I read a couple of pages or- So you started yeah, di- yeah, putting just, in so diaries. Yeah, so the next day I wouldn't question myself. Interesting. Yeah? Interesting. just a piece of paper, just, just to make sure. And then I realized, bloody hell, this is real. (laughs) So some cardiologists would say it exists, some don't wanna say it exists. It's again, it's that uh, battle. But yeah, you go go through things like pump head, you go through things like anxiety, you go through things like depression. I didn't go through anxiety and depression. Why? Mindfully, I was prepared. Uh, Second heart surgery, Mm -hmm. I did a 10K walk. That's insane, Uh, I heard you talk about that. That that is seven (laughs) days, sorry, that is- After the surgery? 10 days after the heart surgery, uh, I was supposed to do 500 meters. They released me back home. And I said, I'm gonna go for a walk. Mm. I literally had a tracksuit that looked like pajamas, okay. but I was on these beta blockers that slow down your heart rate, yeah. so it's not over. And I just thought, what the hell? Oh, this feels good. This feels good, this feels good. I ended up like walking 10K, caught a taxi back, didn't have money, <laughs> I had to pay when I got back home. But then I ended up in bed again for two, three days because I can't yeah. feel the intensity. But that's where I started to learn the ability of my physical body and mind yeah uh, pushing on. yourself
0: to the limit way. Anyway. yeah i mean
1: yeah. Uh, the, the the protocol for rehab heart rehab is basically you follow these following look protocol for a heart recovery is always looked at for a 70 80 year old that that's a narrative yeah, yeah. you uh, don't have heart surgery when you're 30 you don't yeah. have heart surgery when you're 20. people are wrong there's so many people out there that's true 20 25 athletes uh, rugby, soccer, et cetera, in universities who are actually dying, dropping down from uh, a lot of heart about attack. That, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So, this is where I hope that I continue to push nice. a heart shake for everybody. So, coming back to it, uh, where I discovered that resilience, it was the heart surgery. That was the trigger, mm. uh, challenging myself, and then basically applying uh, what I learned to others. So, helping others is what led to the book. And then I realized, hold on. People are coming back to me. Ah, oh, Shadi, why do not you put this into like a seminar? Yeah. Why do not you put this like into a little book? And then I've realized more and more people needed that kind of information that just didn't apply to the heart warrior journey. Place to life. Yeah, yeah. That's... It's, it was just a standard application to nice. adversity, and then that's how we applied it. And the publisher came to one of uh, my talks, and he said, "Look, I, I think you've got a story to tell." And when I started thinking more about it and we're working on the book cover and so forth. Look, I had a knee surgery and then I picked up uh, some guy in Norway, picked up in the sense where uh, uh, <laughs> explain, we uh, explain. Yeah, organized the <laughs> trip. Where it was a survival trip. It was a minus 18 degrees wow. going in the mountains of Norway uh, with no preparation in the sense of physical preparation for it to see how far my body could go. Wow. This was only three months post knee surgery. And I tell you, it was an experience that totally, totally matched the heart surgery. Okay. Being in minus 18. For sure. And yeah, yeah. climbing, uh, okay, it's, it wasn't the height. It was more the extreme exposure to what we were facing uh, that really took our mental uh, level to... to, to what I'm, okay. I, I, would, I would never have thought I'm capable of doing this. How long was that for? How long uh, were you in the mountains about, for? Uh, it was an entire day, but it was wow. about a 16-hour hike in wow. minus 18. Wow. So it's not like uh, you were in a beautiful day. This is a 16-hour hike in snow up to your knees. It's crazy. Uh, this guy was a military guy. Yeah. There wasn't a single human soul at that yeah, time. Yeah. It was winter in Norway. People think you're crazy. Yeah. So he was a bit of a Bear <laughs> grills to test us. And the colleague I had with me, he knew his limits. He said, guys, I can't continue. So he basically set the challenge for us. What do we do? Yeah. Does he go Keep back down on his own or yeah. do we continue? And there was a lot of glaciers, uh, there was a lot of open crevasses, wow. there was stuff like that. So he had to come back. You'd see that on the cover of my book because that was one of the challenging aspect where I could die here easily. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But What ca- kept you going? Ah, oh, my mind. Okay. I'm going big shit. I flatlined before twice. Yeah, yeah, yeah going up a mountain step at a time minus 18 what is the worst case scenario this is going to sound a bit egotistic what is the worst case scenario i'm going to lose a thumb i'm going to lose a Mm. toe i mean is it but again fee comes in yeah so it's very important for anyone who is listening and i cover that in the book as well uh it's important if you're raising a child or watching how other people raise families it's very important that we set uh a loving but also we forecasting for the future hmm. what my action as a parent uh, or as a teacher is going to do to a child now exactly this How is not falling in the mainstream of inclusivity and so forth yeah. and i'm all for inclusivity yeah, yeah. 100 million percent but again I'm, I'm not for the streamlined narrative where if you're not on the wagon then, then you're, you're again a, yeah, you're out yeah, yeah. so i'm not so give a, give a choice. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> have the, exactly. have the choice i believe that you should have the over yeah. so it's very important Everyone has the right to raise, I have a little daughter and I'm so proud of, and every action I take, I actually look how it's gonna her affect well. her in the yeah. front. And it's very important. There are things I totally disagree with, but I can't have it my way. Yeah, We yeah, have yeah. to change, of we evolve, yeah, yeah. the world has evolved, and you have to accept that, and that's mindfulness. Yeah, That's yeah. when you're about to uh, allocate a task, or delegate, or tell, t- tell your child, no, don't do that. But then, yeah, hang on. What, think of what, it from their perspective what, as well why, yeah. why am i saying yeah. don't do that it's yeah. because i was raised in a way where i wasn't supposed to do that mm. and then i challenged myself and she's out of the picture yeah. and here i am challenging myself Interesting. and yeah, yeah. that's resilience
0: and that's self-awareness as well. Self-aware- self-awareness, well self-awareness
1: as, well, yeah. as we said it's a step past <clears throat> acceptance and letting go where you you come into the mindfulness aspect of yeah. challenging what you are doing both physically and verbally but then Th- that's resilience. I yeah, know yeah, yeah. I've ticked the box. Yeah. Now, what's next? We transcend beyond resilience. And transcending beyond resilience is, is an art where you're 24-7, you're conscious mm. of your action. Mm. And I'm nowhere, mm. uh, I'm, not yeah, yeah, no, I'm nowhere near it. I'm not going to sit here. No, i nowhere near it. But that's, that's the next <coughs> 100%. step. hundred percent. And I think, j- let's,
0: let's track back a little bit. And I think the, you know, the power in what you're saying now in terms of resilience is, in a way, sometimes thinking that, you know, what's the worst that can happen? Right, yep. and, and almost like identifying the worst case scenario. And this could apply to business. You know, yep. when, when you're taking big decisions, acquiring a new company or moving in, in, in different ways, you're thinking of multiple scenarios. Yep. And in personal, in personal life as well, um, do you feel that the level of, when you, I mean, is fear a factor there? You know, the, 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 you know, what could happen if, because there's, a, there's something that you just mentioned now where it's like, what's the worst that can happen? I flatlined,
1: Yeah, right? But not everybody has that experience. Yeah, but everyone so, has a trauma to a different level. Yeah. To a different level that serves their reasoning. Yeah. So mm-hmm. what I mean is, uh, you hear stories of, uh, you know, uh, someone who had a little car accident and that traumatized him for the rest of their life. Now, am I comparing here? Yeah, of course, there's the, the, the trauma with a capital T I and mean, yeah, there's a yeah. trauma with yeah, a smaller exactly. T but it's the extent of the car accident. Is it just a car accident where they were shocked? Or is it a car accident that affected someone else's life? Or is it a severe car accident that they had to lose a a limb or something Mm -hmm. and live with? So we have to understand that everyone else is facing trauma, Uh, everyone, everyone, I don't care who you are listening to yeah. this no matter if you're saying, you're not, if you, if you're, <laughs> saying you're not you're not there's then. an ego issue no no <laughs> yeah. there's an ego issue yeah true and ego is so detrimental in everything in life relationship and his business now true, you touched on true. business uh, in life i'm actually a strategic business development consultant nice so i, I tend to hear a lot of stories uh, about business and business partners and how they see it now with the excitement and passion but i can see down the line two three years that Shit's gonna hit the fan. Okay. I okay. can see it, man. But how do I tell you? I you know, do you
0: think ego plays a role there? Do you think it's... massively, okay. massively? I okay. mean,
1: I had a, a client previously who had such an ego, such an ego. Oh my goodness! If he could hear me now, I, <laughs> he would. But I, see, I don't. I, I operate for them. I just watch. I can basically uh, recommend. Yeah. Now, whether yeah, you yeah. take the recommendation or not, it's up to you. This is the acceptance level. So I do apply mm. everything that is going to be in the book into real life because if that person doesn't accept that he has got an issue of acceptance and i know everything about the business you know i come here and i say i'm a specialist in media and i'm trying to teach you all about media and got this ego oh you're just a new starter and i've got this experience you say no i don't want to listen you know i know this i'm graduated from this uni i hold this, this no you have to allow yourself to listen you have to drop your ego you have to see it from other person's perspective. So, let's use the example relationship or a business. Mm. Uh, they're they're quite, quite similar in a way. Sad, but quite similar in a way. <laughs> it's an uh, agreement of, of it, getting in a, a relationship. It's an agreement of two yeah. parties, <laughs> yeah. It's an agreement of two parties, you make everyone happy. But you have to listen to the other person. Yeah. It doesn't mean you have to agree. If you listen yeah. and something is there triggered that doesn't suit your need, yeah. that's a choice that you need to make do I stay in this business relationship or do I stay in this or marriage let go, right? or, or let, let go? go. Yeah, yeah. So you could see how it's so yeah. intricate, but it's so simple True. if so. you apply all across board. So anyone listening to this, sitting at a desk, working on a computer or out in a run or whatever they're doing, think about it. Yeah. Why are you doing what you are doing? Do you agree with it? You can disagree and that's where we respect choice mm. and that's where I don't go with the narrative. That's where we respect choice. And if your choice is saying, I'm feeling uncomfortable, I'm feeling mentally tired, drained, I am feeling unhappy, move on. What else do you need to tell you? You're telling yourself, I am ill, I am sick, I don't know what to do in my life, I feel deflated, Mm. I'm no longer happy with my mates, I don't know what life is doing to me. What there should be students? enough reasons for you to, to move My on, My goodness, right? more yeah, than yeah. enough. I mean, the first, yeah. the first reason should be the flag, the red flag. And if that doesn't enough get you going, you've got other reasons to look at. So in business, listen to your partner. If you disagree, mm. it's easy. You disagree, you've already yeah, been, yeah. Uh, yeah. okay, we're not going to agree here. And a lot of people say, oh, you can work on it. You can work on your relationship. Now, yes, you can work on a relationship to a limit. And that's both business and uh, actual marital relationship person like but you have to realize your significant other also has dreams also has needs and maybe what you are offering is not meeting their needs and the journey separates right so we we can turn it into a toxic toxic uh, event or we can both agree that hold on we're both being Mm. mature about this we all accepting where we are that we are not matching and you know
0: and the journeys take take different parts,
1: right? And that's but but it doesn't mean you can't be flexible. And this yeah. is where uh, mindfulness awareness. You could be something. You could be doing something wrong that is both detrimental to yourself and to the relationship. Mm. And you need to change that. So whether it's drinking, whether not being there uh, for the relationship, or so forth. But you can rewire yourself. Yeah. If you set in the mindfulness. Uh, consciousness of what you are doing and say, I want to change. There is hope, Mm. but we're talking about the other part of business. Things are not working out. We have dreams, we have passion. I want to take my brand to three countries. I want to keep my business here. Okay, are we going to do it next year? No, then we're not meeting. You take your way, I take my way. So it's very important that communication is vital, but we all come back to the same thing. Acceptance of your current environment. And it's very important, like I said, anyone listening, it's very important what you do to your child, what you do to the environment you are around, even to your staff. I'm sure you have a lot of staff working with you. Yeah, we got a billiard pool, we got a table in there, (laughs) we're all friendly, teamwork, we're cuddling, we're hugging, but all it could take, you're doing an event and you get really pissed off and this anger might come out and you might totally abuse someone accidentally. Now that could be and that's your, that's going to be the memory that they'll have, right? Exactly, all your billiard table and your coffee <laughs> <it'll> machine <disappear. laughs> and your slide coming down and all this. And you, you yeah. hear you hear about the environment in Google and Microsoft and so forth. Yeah, it's a wonderful life, but it's again how you treat others. And I'm not thinking it's all hugging trees and mm-hmm. loving and all this aspect. No, I'm just saying be aware of your action, how it affects others, and how it affects you. Now true, that we're talking true. about resilience, we're talking about individual achievement of resilience. How are you gonna be strong, dear? Shadi, how are you yeah, gonna be strong? Yeah. Am I ready for another heart surgery? 100% because I've been told and I'm prepared that in the future- It could happen I, again. Right? I might need to repair okay. one more time. Yeah. So, and I'm like, cool. I'm gonna make the most of it. I'm gonna yeah. go out, chat with dear. I'm gonna nice. chat with everyone else I can. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna make as much good memories as possibly can. No one's going to remember yeah. you when you've been so friendly and so forth in your business environment. They're going to remember you when you were an asshole. Seriously. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Gonna, yeah, when you treated me badly. Yeah. So let's remember adversity is going to come upon all of us. Let's remember that we can all become resilient. And this is not the resilient thrown around and prostituted yeah. around. Yeah. Oh, be resilient in social media. Resilient is something innate in all of us. It's a characteristics. You're born with it. Genetically, it's affected where it falls, whether positive or negative. And the environment in your childhood, let's say, till about 12 years old, before you get into adolescence, is your major part Mm -hmm. there. Mm -hmm. Now, that can be corrected through school and through counselling and through so forth. Then you've got your adolescent uh, part of life where you start experiencing and rebelling and challenging yourself, your your physical body, building your character. But this is where you tend to face more adversity, like trauma and bullying, your performance on the field, your performance academically. And all these questions start popping up. Now, if you're a parent that is not aware and supporting all these little aspects and normalizing adversity, Mm. and that's one word I wanna come to, normalization. We tend to drilling down adversity, adversity, Mm. trauma, toxic stress, all this other rubbish, but we're not normalizing it. Mm. Is there a class or school that talks about adversity? Yeah, probably. Yeah, exactly. No. Is it a subject to normalize it? Yeah. If we prepare our children and ourselves, yourself and myself, hey, look, you're not always going to win a race. Yeah. yeah. It yeah. suck to come exactly. fourth or fifth or sixth, but it's going to happen. Part of life. Yeah. Enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. But what's happening to us, rather than normalize it, we're telling people, ah, he's a participation certificate because you came last. (laughs) Hold on. This is where we're diluting uh, resilience. This is where mainstream narrative and where we are socially in in the world of digital world, we want to be popular. Mm. And we want to be popular by sacrificing resilience. Let's take an example of the Olympics and... Like I said, I don't care about followers. Sometimes I put shit up on my Instagram yep. to lose a particular kind of uh, okay. people. Yeah, definitely. And I say, look, how many X, Y, Z kind of people am I gonna lose today? And I post <laughs> that up. So here's an example. The Olympics that just took place. Yeah. Olympic was all about achieving, yeah. all about coming first. It's all about also sportsmanship, where you don't that cheat and yeah, so yeah, forth. Yeah. That's fine, yeah. that, we're all for it. But when you come to a draw and you have one more heat, you go for the heat. Exactly, yeah. Not this time. Recently split. We want to share our <laughs> yeah. gold medal because we want to show the world that yeah. we love to care. I'm going to get a lot of haters for this. I don't care. Yeah. Because if I want my child to become an athlete, a professional athlete, get to the Olympic, there's a reason why the Olympic yeah, yeah. was created. Yeah, yeah. It's basically to vet the best of the best. You're talking about milliseconds. Oh, let's get rid of the milliseconds. Everyone yeah. who gets 10 yeah, seconds yeah. in a 50 meter run, Interesting. it gets gold.
0: So, do you feel that that kind of mindset is now applying to our society in general, right? A lot of people are okay with a participation certificate. And that's correct. That's kind of like, yeah, it's fine. Well, <laughs>
1: don't ask yourself why you're depressed and sitting on the couch. Yeah. You yeah, yeah. chose to be part of that narrative. Yeah. Now, don't take me wrong, that was great sportsmanship. Hooray for the television, great for the mm. papers and so forth. But hang on. What about that person that worked so hard? How much is it from the? Hang on, if they really wanted to win, yeah. they if they really wanted to share, they would have gone again, right? got the gold, and yeah, say, yeah. you know what, you did well. here's yeah. the gold. Yeah, but yeah. now let's imagine football. Let's take soccer, football, yeah. where you you draw and you. Oh, let's not go into extra time. Yeah, they'd that, right? hands, yeah. <laughs> they would never do that, right? Yeah, they would never do that. are we kidding? <laughs> I mean, what's what's the world? <laughs> that's true. What's the world coming yeah, to? Yeah, that's true. So snowflakes is is is, is very common these days yeah. and when I use the word snowflakes snow is someone who's easily uh, affected, mm-hmm. offended by work. yeah way, very yeah. very you know you know uh, today uh I, I put a post the other day just again i, I love doing this <laughs> a, a guy called Carnival. he's a doctor and he t- talks about kale is bullshit okay i've eaten kale all my life yeah you know i, I love it but i just thought wow what, what an interesting study so what does he say kale is bullshit it's toxic okay. it, it's actually a plant that has so much defensive mechanism that actually destroys you you interesting. know okay. so it, it's a, i'll share him with you and it, you'll have a laugh about yeah. it yeah now the way I look at it, I'm going. Oh, information, knowledge. I'm not saying. Oh my God, I've been conned for years. Yeah, all this yeah. stuff, and narrative where other <laughs> and people got offended. So it's it's. I think what we need to do, we need to get back to, to be basics. a bit more accepting as well. Right? More accepting. That, that it's it's. You know, there's and a society is much more beautiful when we're accepting. 100%. You and I could be sitting across to each other, different religion, different yeah. colors, different belief, different sexuality, yeah, and yeah. we get along like house of yeah, fire. Yeah. And why? Because in my heart. I believe it. Not because the narrative tells me, inclusivity. Yeah. So I'll take another example and throw it in there while we're talking about this subject. Nike, a wonderful brand, Yeah. don't want to be sponsored by him, don't care, okay. I don't care, whatever. Uh, I'm wearing a branded t-shirt from Karama that's got my brand on it. <laughs> nice. So the, re- the reality is, here we are, Nike wanted to get into the inclusive world. So they put mannequins that are plus size. Now. Again, I'm not being careful here not use the word overweight or obese. No, I just prefer to use the word plus size. So, uh, I agree with it. I am all for it. And I think it's amazing. And that's what we want to drive. We want people who are overweight to get in the gym, get their ass kicked and achieve. Amazing. But let's not forget the disclaimer. Because what you're doing when you do something like that, you are telling a particular segment of the population, it is okay to be overweight. Now, I'm for that inclusivity but let's not forget the disclaimer at the bottom to say overweight and obesity can cause cardiovascular problems kidney problems uh the list can yeah. go on. Diabetes So not, goes not on. to normalize, right? Not to normalize what's, what's not... Correct. Wh- what we have to be, be realistic. Be yeah. realistic. Yeah. Inclusivity is wonderful, but we also have to... I don't know if you're probably pissed off I'm saying all this on your podcast. No, man, no, get no. Rid of some of your Some of your listeners... <laughs> Nothing will get deleted. So. No, no, but this is the importance. We've got to talk about exactly. it. Exactly, yeah, yeah. It is welcoming to yeah. have these mannequins. But let's also remember, same way we put on a pack of cigarettes that it's gonna kill you. Yeah. We also say, when you're overweight, that's gonna kill you too. True. We cannot... True. Uh, and how many, how many diseases are actually linked
0: back to obesity, right? There's, oh, there's yeah. like, majority of them are, you know, causing inflammation, causing
1: so many different things. It, it, it's, it's just, you can't, it's not non-debatable. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Non-debatable. And you know, again, I think people are driven by media and I'm not yeah. anti media, I love yeah. it here, but yeah. where yeah. we're doing this. Where we're doing we we connected via we we connected via Instagram. So the reality is oh no by Chris. Yes. Hi Chris. <laughs> Hi Chris So we we, we it, it's important to realise that uh, what takes control of you, you know, don't let just the media take control yeah. of you, but don't let it control your life. It's very important, yeah. and,
0: and, and having different opinions, I think diversity in opinions is is should be welcomed, right? And, and it was always uh, welcome when I yeah. grew up. Yeah, yeah, hundred
1: percent. I grew up in a in a in a household where religion was not. Uh, you don't talk about religion because we accept all religion. Nice. That that's how we were. So for me to get, and it's not you and I, and it's it's particular mainstream narratives. Sure. Do sure. you see on a pack of sweets saying too much of is going No. We support yeah. it, we sell it, we brand it, we we, we we keep pushing it. But why can't we do the same when people are obese and overweight? Yeah. It's yeah, yeah. a fact, uh, obesity, uh, and, and I'm not a doctor, and I don't need to be a doctor. 100%. But, but, but I know what blood works yeah, yeah, do. Yeah. I know your risk of more problems uh, with your heart when you are overweight. Uh, when you are overweight, everything is being affected. Yeah. From your spine, to your That's ligaments, true. your That's kidneys, true. to your organs, to everything.
0: I wanted to ask you, were you uh religious or spiritual before uh flatlining and 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 are you
1: after i was always uh neutral ground okay i was more uh on the buddhism side okay and before i mean i'm probably older than your dad mate i probably look (laughs) a little bit but i'm an old dude but the reality is i was always into the Buddhism aspect of yeah. life, which I always, always try to... Are you hint? saying your
0: spirit is older? Or
1: is uh, spirit is older, no doubt. But what I discovered, the beauty of spirituality is driven uh, across all society. So no matter what religion you are, being spiritual is, is actually... The uh, denominator uh, across it, it, everybody. That's what yeah, rules. Yeah. That's what rules. And that's where I found that a bit of Buddhism is more of a... Uh, a positive yeah. mindset that always allowed peace, love, uh, uh, mindfulness to come in mm. on a daily basis, no matter what it was. And it also what it did, it actually got rid of the materialistic aspect of society. Uh, And I'm not saying I don't love cars. But it creates a separation, right? Again, spirituality, oh, you're sitting down, yoga, shaved head, poor, whatever. uh, No, you could still have a nice car. You could still (laughs) go out for a good meal and be spiritual. It's in the heart. It's what you mean in it's the true. heart, really. So,
0: And also, it's how do you identify with yourself. A lot of people, they're super identified with the materialistic world, but they 100%. don't see themselves as spiritual beings having a human experience. I understand. And there's a big shift that happens with me, at least, when... You know, I realized that actually we're not just humans. We're spiritual beings having a human experience.
1: Yeah, your energy and and my energy. It's the way we're vibing with each other. Whether It's through a smile, our tone of our voice, our physical energy in the room coming in here. And that tells you a lot. You can come into a room and immediately go, Oh my goodness. This is going going to be hard work. (laughs) This is going to be tough. But being open with your energy, being who you are, Dropping the ego is the biggest tick in the box. And again, we come back to resilience. Resilience is becoming tougher to achieve based on the actual narrative of what's going on in life, what's expected from us. And that's where resilience is being lost and diluted. We have to come back to our core. We have to come back and identify where we have fucked up, excuse my language, when we were young, colourful language, someone get offended, again, we, we have to start And pushing. do the work, you know, yeah, do, do the work. Yeah, and you know, you get the Kardashian world, which is <laughs> yeah. amazing, it's a powerful, it's mega power, it's, it's, uh, it's what everyone dreams to achieve. Not against that. Yeah. But how many people listening to Dr. Huberman Lab podcast or mm-hmm. Dr. Sinclair or uh, things that are on a neutral aspect that could help their life, these these are not self help kind of podcasts yeah, or, yeah, yeah. or or characters. They these are people but raising awareness, raising goodness, awareness and, uh, and information. Anyone listening, I would yeah. say you would be addicted if you listen to. You could be a party goer, yeah. you could be whoever you are, and if you're coming out from the club at four o'clock in yeah. the morning. And you switch on Dr. Huberman, yeah, lad, you will probably <laughs> You'll go, tune in. <laughs> yeah, we'll yeah. go. Oh man, yeah, life yeah. is good. You know, you.
0: that's very interesting. Do you think the reason why? <clears throat> sorry, excuse me. Uh, that that that's a very interesting thing because when you're saying that people who go out clubbing and then they tune into you know the Doctor yeah. H- uh, Doctor Huberman uh, podcast, is it because all of us have that curiosity within us? Because all of us, down 100%. to our core, of course, we are. You know, we we are that spirit looking for enlightenment. We are that you know. We're looking for that meaning of life as well. So,
1: Beautifully said. Because when you're on your own and not affected by the the peer pressure around you, you are absorbing information. No one says they're going to be uh, a concept for 30,000 people starting Dr. Huberman. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's not going to happen. But then you see where this uh, outspoken narrative is changing now people like myself and then you look at people like uh, james smith pt yeah. who recently was in dubai i mean this guy the c word dominates his podcast yeah he knows how to piss people off he knows yeah. how to take advantage of the algorithm to get people there but he's also outspoken he says it the way it should yeah. be and he's being himself he's not trying he, to you know, he loses 500 a thousand people a day but he gains another 10. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah. I believe uh, you know he was in Dubai. He appeared on Chris Fate show. He didn't swear at all. He <laughs> managed to get humbled. I text him back and forth. He's amazing, amazing guy. But uh, I've always loved that kind. Maybe I don't agree with everything he says, sure. but I'm not gonna unfollow him because two or three topics don't align with my perspective. Exactly. It's exactly. He's not being a rebel. And there's all these things where uh, let's use an example of uh, uh, currently. Middleton, for example, yeah. uh, SAS Warriors. Uh, I, I don't know if anyone's watching these shows. It goes into the mindful set of uh, pushing the limit, how operators uh, uh, in war are selected. They go through the seven days hell week or two yeah. weeks selection. Yeah. And you can see Ant Middleton, how he operates. Now, Ant Middleton has shifted from being an operator into an author, into a wonderful reality TV show into now, you know, taking over the world in your yeah. mindset and books and so forth, the narrative is changing. People have to be told no more of this snowflake yeah, uh, yeah. cuddling and hugging. Yeah. Yes, we need each other. We need to love each other. We need to care. We need tolerance. But let's call a spade a spade. Mm. 100%. We, we are continuously uh, afraid of, am I going to be unfollowed? Am I going to have haters? Mm. Uh, am I going to... Uh, lose my job is someone who are going to employ me going through my Instagram. Uh, a few years back, uh, people were asking about Instagram uh, handle on your CD. Before, yeah, yeah, true, you apply, true. You know? yeah, yeah, because they're not looking anymore what you could bring to the table they're looking what you could bring to their circle yeah. as a person do you fit in their mindset true true
0: to be fair i do that too when okay. i'm hiring people i, I look at okay. i look at their social platforms not for uh, the way the reason why i do that hoping that it will be a reflection of who the people are
1: okay right? what if you see something you don't like I'll take
0: it into note, but I, w- I would not base the decision until I meet the person. Awesome. You know okay. what I mean? I yeah, meet the person first, and yeah. then, but at least I can, because when I'm meeting a person, I will never know everything they do outside sure. of that meeting, but sure. at least a social platform can give me that idea. But yeah. then we meet, you know, we, we, we have that conversation, and I never, to be fair, I never look at the CVs. Like, all I do is the he's is like, what's the person's number? Okay, call them. Okay,
1: I <laughs> <And> mean, <then laughs> well, but I love your approach. You are still giving it a go. You haven't yeah. made a decision. You, you request, especially you're in the creative field. You're in the media and you, you want to see how they operate in that field as well. Yeah, But yeah. You, you, you see where I'm going. 100%. A lot is being judged basically by- On the surface level. On uh, the surface level. Do you level. know Dia? Yeah, you know what, Dia? Uh, nah, I don't employ. Okay, yeah. finished, made up my mind, next CV. Yeah, exactly. And then exactly. That's, that's where we're, 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 we're making judgment being judgmental these days it is the devil, yeah, is yeah, the yeah, devil. Yeah. But again, it's because society tells us if you are ABC, you fall in that yeah. box. And if you are this, you fall in that box. And again, it's how you navigate your world mm. around this fast-paced world, this post-COVID world. I mean, uh, I think it made us more humble,
0: COVID. Yeah, true, and true. I,
1: I think it also allowed the uh, people who didn't want to speak out to speak out more because we're seeing things how the power of resilience during COVID. I mean, yeah. to me, it was no big deal yeah, yeah. Uh, going through uh, COVID. But then I also faced adversities going through the corona. I mean, I, I lost my dad and I couldn't make it back to Australia. And uh, it was tough. Sorry to hear But the way, thank you. But the way it was handled... It's handled much different than I would have been handled five, six, seven years ago. And probably my siblings or relatives are wondering, you know, is this guy a little bit cold or he can't get back or whatever. But it's nothing to do with that. I've gone through that trauma, but the way I've handled it and the way I've exposed it was in a different limits to what they're probably used to. So it's very important to realize that we need to. (laughs) So the narrative is changing. There's a lot of positivity out there. Resilience is processes. Remember, you and I and everyone else is born resilient. It's your environment that you were brought in. You can change yourself. You can rewire yourself to become more resilient yeah, and yeah. you know hold on to that skill. But you remember, if you can't accept where you're doing shit in life, you're not gonna improve it. Until you accept it, let it go, turn your back to it, keep going, yeah. you're gonna find your next journey.
0: Brother, thanks a lot for coming on. I think you, uh, there was a lot of great gems there and a lot of great lessons. I think, you know, also off the podcast, we said there's two ways of learning in life. There's a way that you can pick up a book and learn that yeah. way and then speak to people and, and, and look at their journeys. Correct. Thanks for sharing your journey with us. Thank you for having and a wonderful uh, podcast,
1: man. I can't wait thanks, to thanks. Uh, hear more of this. Thanks. Thanks. thanks brother. Pleasure. Thanks. Thanks. Thank you.